0: I'm Rebecca Pete and I'm Rebecca Cochran and And welcome welcome to Woven where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention and our prayer is that to paraphrase Mary Zimmer the Christ who knew Mary and
1: Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks Thanks for for listening.
0: Hello and
1: welcome to a very special episode you guys. (laughs) It is our 25th episode You're so Okay, weird. that's all the sound effects <laughs> you're going to get. you so weird.
0: We're, oh,
1: we're goodness. We're so happy. Um, to give credit, that was the iPhone
0: Sherwood Forest. Just FYI. Do we have to? Is that like a copyright thing? I think it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know so many people listen to our podcast that they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to turn us into Apple. going to turn us into Apple. So, yes, we're on our 25th episode. This is so cool. Um, we thought what we would do today. So one thing that we both um, have as a value in our lives is stopping to smell the proverbial roses. and Or at least trying to be people who do that. Yeah. So we didn't want to just keep it, ch- chugging. Chugging? trudging trudging, trudging, trudging. And, yeah i just i just shortened that we didn't want to keep going ahead without stopping to kind of pause and see what we've done and kind of reflect a little bit so that's what we're going to do today we're going to go through our um episodes we have covered so much stuff over the last 25 episodes um if you've been with us since the beginning you know we started in march and i mean 25 episodes all different all good yeah. i i think um We've both learned a lot. I think the yep. cool thing about our podcast and like something that's kind of embarrassing to admit is that I go back and listen to them because, I mean, I think we, we tend to choose topics that are really relevant to us. And so when we mm-hmm. interview somebody or are even just discussing between the two of us something, a lot of times, yeah, I feel like in general, my faith is a lot of just remembering what I've forgotten. So a lot of times I just go back to listen. So I feel like it's been therapeutic for both of us. And we, we obviously hope for y'all as well. You've gotten some good um, clarity and just, like, movement in your lives of faith. Yeah. Thank so you. we were going to kind of go back and start from the beginning. So do you want to, like, okay, so we started with our terrible
0: intro episode. See, I don't think it's that bad, but Rebecca really, I um, really liked, don't. she like really it. wants me to take it down. I want to take it
1: down. No, um, we, it's, we're it's not, not taking great. it down. Um, okay, so then we we started off with um, our integration series. We were talking yeah. about um, how our... We are people who are integrated. We're created that way. You can't separate your mind and your emotions from your body or from your spirit, how they're all interconnected, which can be so frustrating sometimes to know that, you know, you have to basically take a multi-pronged approach to any problem you have. (laughs) But um, that series was really good because for me, we did the whole, you know, body image Mm -hmm. stuff, which... um, for me, that was really impactful.
0: I think you said less so for you, right? No, I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it was less so. I that is, I have a lot of issues, <laughs> but, but body image issues hasn't real. I mean, I have. I mean, all women, all people in general, I think probably ebb and flow between having issues with that and not having issues with that, but if yeah. you were going to rank the issues that I had in my life, that would not fall towards the top. Yeah,
1: and, like, for me, it does. Um, and uh-huh. so something that has been really cool for me, though, in sort of integrating all of these things is I realized as I was doing the any Enne- or as we talked through the Enneagram, and I've been into the Enneagram, but we were we did a lot of research and you know listened to a lot of other podcasts and resources, and I learned that um, as a four, I like beauty is something that is of great value to me mm-hmm. and it's the way I reflect God to the world. So a lot of times I've been kind of hard on myself for my um, you know, my vanity or these different things that could be taken a bad yep. way or I could see them through the light of like, maybe this is just the way God made me. I don't know if that's making sense, but when it comes to body image, it helped me to see like, oh, this is why I'm like kind of perfectionistic about this. Yeah. And so it's helped me to kind of see that more, um, more in like a whole way and not just like hyper-focused, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't feel like that makes sense at all. But the thing about our bodies too, is I, um, as I shared in that episode and I wanted to kind of update y'all cause it's been a few months. Um, I stopped dieting and I've gained about 10 pounds and it sucks. Um, and I feel, It doesn't suck. So it sucks that I've gained 10 pounds because no one wants to gain weight, I don't think. Uh, Well, some people do if you're underweight. But, like, I don't want to gain weight. But um, I think the cool thing about it has been I feel more at peace with myself and I feel more accepting. And, like, I just, I'm not as obsessed anymore. I'm still obsessed. I mean, I have OCD. Let's be real. That thing will magnetically attach to anything it can. But... I think generally I've come to more of a place of being able to see myself as a whole person and a person whose beauty is not defined by a number more days than I'm not. It's definitely not perfect. It's definitely not, you know, I'm not cured. But I think just being able to talk from that perspective, and, I mean, this is the one episode I think I would say we've gotten the majority of, or these episodes with Angela talking about body image, we've gotten a ton of feedback. Maybe not all the feedback, but we've... So many of you have reached out to us, whether it's like in person or online or whatever, and just said how impactful these episodes were, which is why I kind of wanted to update a little bit on that, because I think, yeah, I mean, as women, this just is a thing, and it it does ebb and flow, like you said, I mean, but it's something we have to fight back against almost
0: intentionally. Well, I think for me, um, my big thing is that, is just how that affects us culturally, because it is, there's such a high emphasis put on female bodies. Yes. Um And not saying that men don't struggle with this because they do. But I – and this is going to kind of go into where we're going. Um, for me, where I struggle the most is more in aging than in yeah. with actually, you know, weight or whatever uh-huh. um, or food. Um, but we're going we're gonna to talk about that later about how we're going to move forward with that discussion. But I, I think that I get on a major soapbox – because I just feel like there's such a double standard with yeah, it. Totally. And um, and how, um, as women, like what you were saying, how we can reflect. Like, we have, you were saying that as a four, you wanna reflect um, God and beautiful things. And so that's why you have this um, obsession with your, your body image. And to me, the problem comes in when we don't see that every body, even though they're different, are right. also beautiful. So, and, and, knowing that we're made in his image and continuing to go back to that that this is how god made me and it is still beautiful because that we have to fight that because yes. that is not what the world tells us the world doesn't right. tell us that this that all these different types of bodies are beautiful it says that these one or two types are beautiful yeah and so that and that is going to kind of like inform our discussion when we talk about aging too um and it's just a fight it's just a battle that i don't think ever goes away and i think that's why it has resonated so much and what i also love about those episodes is that we got to introduce all of our listeners to angela yes and she's just a fount of wisdom and we got to have her on um you know again in our stewardship series and hope to have her on again when her book comes out in the spring um and she has
1: literally the best voice and yes like i
0: want her to record all of the guided meditations <laughs> and i just her voice is incredible yeah yeah well there's a reason why she's a successful counselor right yep. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah and she had such good things to say and I love talking to her because she had um also struggled with her own eating disorder so I mean yes. we always want to talk to the people who have been through it I never want to hear from like I mean no offense to Gwyneth Paltrow but like I, <laughs> I, I never want her to tell me how to lose weight I want someone or not to lose weight but you know yes. what I'm saying like yeah um so yeah those episodes were really good um if y'all want to talk about that more let us know we may revisit some topics as we yeah. move on so um holler if you want to, but yeah, body image stuff. Good. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on a, an upward swing with that. And I think too, something that I just have not been able to stop thinking about is how I'm raising two daughters and the way I feel about myself is going to heavily affect how they feel about themselves. So it's, it goes into the whole, like, who am I serving? Serving God is being able to say, I'm going to choose to love my body. Serving myself is to keep focusing and counting almonds and being a freak about it. So Yeah, I agree. There's my thing. Um, And then we went into our minds and emotions with Sarah Collier. Yeah. That was such a good episode. Um, Rebecca, you taught us that our minds and our emotions are intertwined and that, um, like, biblically, in the Old Testament, they were the same thing. They were considered the same thing. Yeah. And that um, New Testament... They yeah. were distinguished.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> distinguished, and then and our heart is is separate from those things, and kind of is like the over like overarching <sighs> part of that. The umbrella is the um is our hearts and how um our heart kind of directs our minds um, and our emotions and our will and all of that. And and it's funny that you say we've gotten. A, most of our comments on the body image, but Mm -hmm. download-wise, our Beautiful Mind episode is one of our most downloaded episodes. Oh, interesting. It and the Enneagram are our most downloaded episodes, and I think it's because... Um, these, that is a topic I don't think is discussed enough in, uh, <laughs> Maggie's here. Yes. See, it's not just my dog who's loud. No, and, <laughs> and my dog only barks at the long guys, and the long guys decide they were going to come on Thursday morning, and they don't ever come on Thursday morning, so, um, hopefully they're going to be gone soon, and then she'll stop barking, so we're just going to try to ignore her, but, um... We're even in our soundproof, um, somewhat soundproof movie theater room in our house, and it's we can still hear her, so it's very unfortunate. But um, anyway, so it's one of our most downloaded episodes, and I think it's because um, mental health and how our mind and our emotions um, are all connected to our spirit and our body and all, how all of that is wrapped up together um, underneath as our soul. I think these are topics along with the body um, image that we don't talk enough about in church. And I think that we're starting, the church is starting to awaken to a lot of this stuff, but we haven't talked about it in the past. And I think that these are why these are episodes that people really um, resonate with because they're just topics that aren't talked a lot about. Um, And so I think that's why it's so great that we have, people like Angela and people like Mm -hmm. Sarah on because, um, you know, they, they come from a Christian counseling background, but they're like talking about things that aren't often talked about in church. And so I think that's why people really like those episodes
1: or that have a whole like list of platitudes to answer when it's like, that doesn't work. Like people are hurting, people are struggling and yeah, we need to, I mean, really, it's so funny like to think, and we're, we're going to do another episode coming up like kind of, with a mental, not like a mental health focus, more but like, like boundaries. Yeah. boundaries and anxiety and stuff. But, um, just, I seriously, like, as I've struggled with mental health issues over the years, like literally just being able to say it out loud and have someone say me too is mm-hmm. like 60% of my healing. Because I think like so much of the shame is wrapped up in thinking that you're alone or you're weird or like, you just don't have enough faith or like, or you must be doing it wrong. And that's why you feel this way or whatever. And I just, so it's so good to talk about it. And, um, we're going to continue to kind of have that be a little heartbeat as we move forward. Cause it is just like a constant thing we need yeah. to acknowledge because talking about it, bringing it into the light, you know? Yeah. Um. We also went into our spirit. We had Karen McDaniel, which um, Karen's my mentor and she's awesome. And she came on and talked about um, our spirits in terms of integration with yeah. our bodies. And that was a great episode that talking great about episode. hearing from the spirit, connecting our spirit to our minds and emotions and Those
0: things. Um, And then the Enneagram episode. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah, it was a very popular. Well, I think it's just part of that is because it's a hot topic. Right yes, now. you know it's just the end thing that everybody's talking about and so that might good reason yeah but my initial reaction is then to not talk about it um which I know that's even more your reaction than it is my reaction, it is my reaction. <laughs> because we, you know you want to be unique but all this say things become popular for a reason yeah. and for me so right before we started the podcast is when I was starting to um get into the Enneagram and um God has done a work in me over the past year, and it's not just because the Enneagram, that would be silly, Um, but it has, it has played a part in my spiritual formation over the past year, and um, I have started to realize things about myself that um, were always true, but I didn't know they were true, and um, so that was why the Enneagram episode was such a big deal to me. Because um, I've, you know, I've taken all the quizzes and done all the personality tests. And yes, I know I'm an extrovert. Yes, I know I'm a people pleaser. Yes, I know these things. But to know, like, really what my motivation is yeah. behind that and my motivation as a three is to feel worthy mm-hmm. and feel accepted and, um, you know, all the achievement stuff. And so... That had kind of, that kind of moved us into our grace episodes, yes. and um, and find having grace for ourselves and receiving grace from God, and those are just topics for me that I have just needed to really hear in the past year.
1: Well, yeah, and I think like if we're, I mean, we are a Christian podcast, so we're hoping that God is at the center of everything we talk about. That's our hope, yes. and I think. That's what's so beautiful about the Enneagram is it looks at your heart. Yeah. And that is the difference between it and every other personality test. Because your personality is basically your ego, right? Right. But the Enneagram looks more at your soul and who you are, you know, underneath that stuff. And so yes. I feel like it's helped me in some ways to see because anytime you look at a number, like, especially our own numbers, I think, we always we start out and we're like, oh my gosh, look at all this negative stuff I do. Like this is horrible. Yes. And you're a little horrified and you feel very exposed. But then, you know, you can look at it, like I was talking about with, like, the beauty stuff. I can look at that in two ways. I can say, like, gosh, this is part of how God made me to, like, love and appreciate beauty and everything. And I can use that in a way that is vain by focusing on myself. Or I can use it in a way that is life-giving, you know. And and that's true for every number. It is true, yeah. And so I think it's just a good way of being able to see how God looks. Or for me, that's what it's been. It's been a way of being able to have see, like, this is how God sees me, and like, yeah, I can take these things and twist them and make them bad, but I can also, they can also be really good, and then that moves us into grace, yeah, because then we're like, okay, these this is my raw material, yeah, you know, and it helps us to see, like, what God's intent probably was for us as He gave us these qualities and these quirks yes. and these ways of
0: being. So, well, and I also think too, because then we, when we were in the grace episodes, we talked about having grace for other people. Mm-hmm. And I think what's also been big for me with the Enneagram is to see that everybody doesn't see the world the way I see the world. Yes. And part of that's just getting older and more mature, knowing that that's not the case. But also to see that, like, my motivation, like, I might do the same thing that somebody else does, mm-hmm. um, but my motivation for that is different. So I'm like, I'm trying to think of an example. So, like, for ones, they want to have everything together and everything organized and everything lined up perfectly. Well, I've always been like that as well. But my motivation for doing that is different than their motivation for doing that. And so it's good to see. I think we can have more grace for other people when we see that we all have different lenses that we see things Mm -hmm. through and that doesn't mean there isn't black and white truth and that doesn't mean that there isn't scripture that like that all of us you know there's one scripture there's one spirit there's one god you know like but he has created us all differently and we all view the world differently and and there's um, beauty in that yeah and um and we can have grace for others when we see that. Well,
1: and I think when you're looking at something as revealing as the Enneagram and you see so clearly the good things about you and the bad parts and you read those things that say, like, healthy level, average, unhealthy, and you're like, oh, God, like, this is so horrible to read. Yeah, But it helps you to see, like, if you can see yourself that way, then you can move with humility and see, like, you know what? That person's being a jerk, but guess what? I'm a jerk, too, and, like, I'm going to have grace for them instead of being super superior and thinking, like, you know.
0: All of we that. can get the you know, the logs out of our own eyes. Yes, we, you know, yes. Are nice. looking at the, you know, the splinters in other people's eyes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and then that, as we talked, then we went into, um, you know, the sustaining grace and where we talked about self care. Yeah. And I think that the enneagram helped us to kind of get into that episode because when you know yourself, yeah. your self care is not my self care. You know. Yeah.
0: We have different self cares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and back on like just. You know, the cycle of grace, which was also part of yeah. our grace series. Where that was That's how we talked about when we—because we talked about in the grace series about receiving grace from God, then having grace for ourselves, which mm-hmm. we did with the self-care, soul care episode, and then um, giving grace to others. Well, when receiving grace from God—if you guys remember the cycle of grace—like, for me, for so long in my Christian walk— My um, grace cycle was flipped because I'm a three. I've always started at a point of achievement and then thought that achievement would be what sustained me and where I would get my acceptance from God and from other people. And so the cycle of grace flips that. And that has been huge for me Mm -hmm. to start from a place of knowing that I'm accepted, leaning into that acceptance by uh, being sustained by, you know, multiple rhythms, um, however you want to look about at those. We talked with Karen about those things. We talked about the spirit episode and how, you know, we feed our soul. And then you move from that into um, then, then fruit comes from that. And that's where achievement yeah. comes from. And then it's healthy, God-given achievement. And we also can give grace to others when we're in that kind of that cycle, too.
1: So. Yeah. And, I mean, the opposite is the way of the world. Like, yeah. you know. You yes. work to earn your keep yes. and all yeah. of that. So it exactly. is very countercultural to think that way. But yes. it's, it's the only way we'll really find peace.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's good. Yeah, I love the cycle of grace. And we'll, um, yeah, that's episode 12 if you want to listen yeah. to that. I think that was a really good one that I probably need to listen to again. <laughs> I think it's. I think
0: that that cycle needs to be revisited often.
1: Yeah, So for sure. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you then, like, so as a three – like, how have, so I feel like a lot of times we say stuff like, yeah, I had to switch it or I had to start thinking of it this way. Like, how did you actually start thinking of it that way?
0: Well, so what does that process look like? So, okay, here. So let, let me try to think of it in a specific example. Um, so for me, when I'm trying to make a decision, let's take this example. And I'm trying to make a decision about Doing whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. in ministry or volunteering or whatever, you know, a decision comes up that I have to make whether I'm going to do something or not. And as a three and in my, like, carnal state, like, I filter that decision-making through, is this, is this going to make me bigger? Is Mm. this going to be another star on the chart? Mm -hmm. Is this going to... Get win me more approval with other people. Is God going to clap for me if I do this? Um, that's in my very unhealthy state. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's you know just my base state. But if I if I go back to the cycle of grace and I go with, okay, God, you you don't love me for what I do. Mm-hmm. You love me because I'm your child, and you've accepted me already. No matter whether I make this decision to do whatever X is. And I am spending time with you and I'm getting my substance from you and I, you know, I'm leaning into all of that. And then the decision comes up and I come at it from that point of view. I might still make the same decision to do whatever mm-hmm. it is um, and then fruit will come out of that. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm coming at it with a motivation of already being accepted and it doesn't matter whether that thing is super successful mm-hmm. or not. I just know it's what God's called me to do versus my motivation being I want it to be successful and that's why I'm doing it and then forgetting about the rest of the cycle. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So it's basically like a, uh, you're, it's something you have to remember to think about. Yes. And in practice, it's a yeah, practice. for sure,
0: for sure. Uh, constant practice.
1: Yeah. And I think that was kind of what Karen taught us. Yes, was that all of us is pra- like it's not, it's not a recipe, right? Like, yeah. It's a, it's all practicing. Yeah. Over for sure. and over, and choosing to practice. Like we can't choose. You know, we can't choose our feelings. We can't choose a lot of things, but we can choose to practice what will be good for us. Yeah. And then, that will flow into good things. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Anything else on grace? I don't think so. Um, we moved into stewardship. And this was really hard to talk about, um, even though it was our idea and we wanted to talk about it, um, super convicting, um, to recap, if you didn't catch those episodes, we talked about, um, being good stewards of just the things we consume. So we did one on food, we did one on um, consumer goods and we did one on media and, um, as an over-consumer, and all of those areas, <laughs> that was really hard. Yeah. Um, And again, we're just like we were talking about with, um, you know, how countercultural it is to practice the cycle of grace. Like, practicing this stuff is countercultural. Like, it's yeah. fall. I need some clothes. I mean, I can't tell you how much time I've spent trying to figure out where to buy clothes now. Because yeah. I have all this information. And it's like, in some ways, it's making it harder. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Dang it. Like, I wish I hadn't even thought about that stuff. But ultimately again it's a practice and it's stuff that we are doing and practicing and trying and it's not a black and white thing that mm-hmm. it's good to buy this kind of meat and it's bad to buy this and it's good to do these things
0: yeah the biggest thing I took away from those episodes so part of it is you know having a, a, a more a more conscious taking a more conscious effort to my consumption but like even more than that is um, as Christians um, remembering that every dollar we spend trickles somewhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um you know god calls us to to think about and care about the least of these um and when we are spending dollar says something about what we think about other people and mm-hmm. how we care about others. And I, I never really thought about that before. Yeah. Like, I've always been more of a minimalist and I'm very conscious with how I spend my money and I don't like having a lot of things. So, like, that part for me wasn't hard. And, but, but the fact that knowing that what I buy, was created by another soul, right? right. And so, yeah. um, you know, the whole consumer goods stuff, and then also with um, Will Harris's episode, knowing that you know, the my spending dollar of those local farms, he's revitalizing the entire community. It's not mm-hmm. just about Will Harris making money right. for his product, but it is restabilizing that community and that my dollar, me spending an extra. T- Dollar a pound on b on that beef versus you know whatever mm-hmm. random beef from wherever mm-hmm. like that that dollar is making a difference in someone's life, right? And I think I think um, God cares about that stuff, and so I think that was what was the most eye opening to me.
1: Yeah, and like Rebecca and I were just talking about this because we, um, I don't if you follow us on social media, she did this funny episode this or uh, Insta story this morning, not an episode about a uh, pumpkin spice latte, and so we were talking about it and how. You know, like, we get all, people get all worked up about, like, no, this or that in my food, and I don't want to drink chemicals or, like, whatever. But we yeah. were, like, you know, really, we should care about the big stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying, like, but I'm just saying maybe we don't need to go police the popsicles, you yeah. know.
0: <laughs> like, maybe the
1: popsicle is fine if it has, like, red dye number 40. But maybe, but I feel like that's what we do. We go to these, and, like, we Will yeah. kind of mention that. He's, like, you know, we were talking about all the, like, little steps we do with the curly light
0: bulbs, which... I love him. I do, oh, too. Um, I'll but, never <laughs> look at LED light those little LED light bulbs again. I'll always think of his southern accent I thing know. for the little Could light bulb.
1: bulbs. So <laughs> so good. Um, those <laughs> are episodes sixteen and seventeen, by the way. Those are some of my favorites we've ever done, just because I love that man. But um, but yeah, and it, I feel like a lot of times we can kind of get in these like tunnel vision on something really small, but it's like then you think about the substance of what you're doing I guess that's what our whole thing was was like let's look at like the meat and potatoes as it were and like these sort of ancillary things ancillary 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 things (laughs) um are they're not as important as the big things. so when it comes to stewardship in any area like look at it as a whole yeah instead of trying to be like well I'm gonna buy this one necklace that was made and that's good that's a good thing to do but look at the big picture yeah I guess is what we're saying
0: I think that was a good um a good takeaway from those episodes for sure
1: yeah but yeah it is I mean it's hard like it's one thing to like it's kind of like how um when people are going through like addiction recovery how they say there's this period I don't remember what they call it but you see through rose-colored glasses and you're kind of like oh i have the answer everything's gonna be fine now and you have like this two-week period of like this is great and then you know like it's fall i have to go buy clothes for my kids i'm planning meals and now Mm -hmm. you know so it's like at first it makes a lot of sense and you're like this will be fine but then actually living it out can be hard so yeah Yeah. um just just a little we we know it's hard yeah and um we're doing it with nobody's perfect and no one's perfect yeah for sure um and then the media one where Angela came back and talked about media consumption. Yeah. Um that was super convicting for me. Yeah, definitely
0: convicting for me. Um if of the, of the three areas of consumption that I struggle with the most, I would definitely say that that's my biggest struggle um is with media consumption. And so, and I and I I think it's, you know, once again it's not an all or nothing thing. Like yeah. I think, you know, our first instinct when we hear episodes like that or when we read statistics and that kind of stuff is we need to get rid of it all. And and I think that there are, are great things about media. And media can be fun and it can be used for positive good and change and all of those things. So what I really took away from that episode was just, um, you know, being balanced, which leads yeah. into our next series of episodes. Yeah. But like being like, how do we how do we we're not running away from it. So right. if we're not going to, like, go live in a cabin in the woods mm-hmm. and become a Unabomber, like, <laughs> how do we, um, and start living off the land, like, if we're, like most of us are not going to do that.
1: Most of us aren't going to start a farm and grow our own organic
0: vegetables. Like, it's just like, not going to happen. Right. So how do we live uh, where we are In the most integrated way possible, and without guilt. That's another thing, and I
1: guess that's what I was trying to say was like my tendency always is to immediately feel guilt and shame about like whatever, and then I have to reel that back and be like, I could feel guilt and shame about everything I do if I look hard enough, but we have to look at like I'm I'm doing better than I did yesterday. Yeah. So hallelujah. That's yeah. a step, and that's what For God sure. wants. He doesn't want radical change. It doesn't work, and it doesn't last. Like yeah. so, it's all about small incremental change. Incremental yeah. change. I agree. Um, and yeah. So then we got into the middle series. Yeah,
0: these are well, good. And I, I, feel like this series is kind of the crux of who we are as a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. like we, like my biggest platform or soapbox or whatever you would want to say when it comes to Christianity is like being okay with living in the tension in the middle mm-hmm. because i f- i feel like we like to humanly we like to go one way or the other so we want to be like completely legalistic and 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 judgmental and everything has to be a certain way and everything's black and white or mm-hmm. we go the exact opposite opposite way and we're like grace 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 i can live however i want to do whatever i want mm-hmm. and so um and i think that that god calls us to live in the tension in the middle and that's why we named the series the middle series and what that looks like and and so we kind of um brought to bear that on Um, balance and surrendering just because it's the beginning of the school year and kind of it's a kickoff to the new year is how we viewed it. And um, because I think what's pervasive in Christian, especially in Christian culture for women, is that we need to live balanced lives because this is, we're pushing against culture because culture says we can have it all. Mm -hmm. Culture says that we can be the CEO. Mm -hmm. We can have 3.5 children Mm -hmm. who have who play multiple sports and do all these activities? Plus, we're the PTA president. Plus, we um, give to this charity, and we're on this board. And like, got and, and like, some people can handle that. Most people can't. Right. But um, that that is what the world wants to say that we can do it all. And it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast today with um, someone who, from the outside, you would think has it all. You know, really good career, multiple children. Beautiful husband, lots of money, Mm -hmm. um, who's a Christian. And she says she gets asked the question all the time how do you do it all? And she's like, I don't do it all. Right. Like, I can't do it all. she's like, I hope you, nobody ever thinks that I do it all. And then she was talking about all the things that she, the places where they sacrifice and where they don't do things. Their kids aren't in activity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. she, she's found a way to balance. But balance for her is not being able to do everything. But in the opposite side of expression, which we like to swing to because we're bad at doing that when we want to go countercultural, we swing the complete opposite right. direction. And we're like, well, then what we all need to do is do nothing. Mm-hmm. And. And we to be balanced and restful. That means we sit at home and we drink our tea and mm-hmm. we smell our kids' hair, like we said in one of yeah. our episodes. <laughs> and we relish every moment. And um, if we have any dreams or goals or ideas of using our gifting, then that's bad. And right. having ambition is bad. Mm-hmm. So because we've swung the complete opposite way, right. because the world says. Ambition, ambition, ambition. So Production, 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 production. production. So if we're going to be a good Christian, we have to go the opposite direction. Right. None of those things are important. So the point of the series is what does that look like to be in the middle of that?
1: Yeah. And I think that's so good because, I mean, like I shared on those episodes just the pressure. I felt like I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like we started a podcast you know, just that pressure and, like, the guilt and the, like, am I being worldly? Am I, you know, and it, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And it just frustrates me. And then if, I mean, not to make it, like, a feminist thing, but, like, dudes, Christian dudes don't worry about this stuff. It's, like, yeah. a Christian woman, like, thing where we think, well, I'm I'm the, the matriarch of my family. That's supposed to look like this, this, and yes. this. And the thing is like everything's like it's 2018 things are different now and maybe what it looked like for your grandma is not what it is the ideal anymore and that's okay but that also doesn't mean that we like abandon our families and just you know do ourselves all the time we talked about that in self-care episode too because it's like you know then there's almost a a a temptation to be like selfish and to not consider the people you've been given and to not consider your influence over them and your, um, stewardship of those relationships too. I mean, that's stewardship in itself. So I think it is hard to be in the middle. And I think the thing that sucks about it is it literally looks different for every person. Like there is not an answer. There is not. So it's, it's daily shifting and changing and kind of being okay with that. And like Jennifer Dukes-Lee said, you know, it's giving God the to-do list instead of making him a part of your to-do list. Yeah. Just that like mental shift is so good. Yeah. But I I felt really encouraged just, you know, that we're supposed to care about our calling, you know, like just because, you know, and some of us aren't moms or whatever. But like if you've been given a husband and children and like that's your role right now, like that doesn't mean that you can't still be yourself and all of the other things. It just means like like even us with our podcast, like we have weeks where we work four days and are not home for dinner because we're like running across town to each other's houses to record. And then we have weeks where we don't do anything on the podcast, you know? So it's like, that's just how life is. And I think our our perception of it is that it would be like from eight to nine, I have my quiet time and then I do this and this, and it's this perfectly balanced life. But like Sandy was saying on the, um, balance episodes, like that just, it changes, it changes all the time. And
0: so, and that's how it should be really. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, Yeah, those episodes are so good for me because I have, you know, just my tendency is to to see that um, I see all these big things I could be doing. Yeah. And then, like you were talking about, the guilt that we feel with that. And so then instead, I'm like, well, that's bad for me to want those things. So I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, which Mm -hmm. then I'm just I'm I'm burying the talents like the parable. Yeah, that's burying the talents which is not what god's called me to either so it's like it's just finding what that like we said what the balance is in that and and what and what surrendering like jennifer talked about surrendering those things to god and allowing him to use us versus thinking that surrender just means we let go and let god you know like allowing god to use us yeah someone said
1: something once i'm probably gonna butcher it um it was a girl i was in a mom's group with um Jenny Smith, I love you, but she said once she was talking about how she thinks of people like we're like a, um, a cabinet full of different dishes, like gravy boats, pitchers, like very specific, not like plates. Some of us are plates, but and how um, our talents, you know, if you're a pitcher, you can't volunteer to be a plate and you can't volunteer to be a different dish, but when it's time for a pitcher, you better stand up and be a pitcher. Yeah. And I just have not, like, that's always what I go back to. I'm like, what am I? And when it's time for my talent to be used, I yeah. need to stand up and use it. And it might not be perfectly convenient Yeah. at the moment. But I know if you know what you are and you know if you're a dish, if you're a gravy boat, whatever, if you're a creamer, if you're one of those funny cow creamers that shoots, you know, milk out of its mouth, you better be ready. <laughs> like, and I, I just think that's such a beautiful picture of it. And that's just so true.
0: Yeah. Sorry, my brain totally went. So I what? have been obsessively watching Friends this summer. I just do this every once in a while because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And everything goes back to a Friends episode. And every once in a while, I just like binge watch all the episodes. And the the very first episode when Rachel runs away from her wedding, uh-huh. and she's on the phone. She's still in her, she's in um, Monica's apartment. and She's still in her wedding gown, and she's on the phone with her dad because her parents are freaking out because she ran out of her wedding. And um, and she she's she's saying. Daddy, it's like my whole life, somebody has said, you're a shoe, you're a shoe, you're a shoe, you're a shoe. But what if I don't want to be a shoe? Yeah. What if I want to be a hat? And then he <laughs> says something on the other line. He's like, she's like, no, Daddy, I don't want you to buy me a hat. <laughs> and, like he, and then Ross says, uh, maybe he's having trouble with the metaphor. Anyway, it's really funny. Yeah. But I thought about that. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like, you're, you know, we, we, see, we see the pitchers, and we see the creamers, and we see the plates, and we see the teacups, and, and we may think, and this is my personality. We might look at the picture and you're like, man, the pitcher's got such an important job. Right, and it's in front of everybody else because it holds the iced tea. Yeah, it's very important in Southern culture to hold the iced tea. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm only a salt and pepper shaker, or whatever it is. You know, you can take the metaphor really far. But like, and you, but that's not who you were created to be. Right. And God has called us, and our calling, and I loved when we talked to Heather about that. Our calling isn't our specific assignments. Our calling is is to serve God. To serve God, and when we're serving God, He's going to show us what our assignment is, yeah. whether we're a pitcher or a teacup. And, and the, my struggle in life is continuously wanting to be the pitcher when I'm the teacup or whatever it is, Yes, yes. you know? And, 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 and like what God wants me to do is to be the best teacup I can be.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, again, this is countercultural and I hope that our podcast gives you a little bit of a push Against our culture (laughs) sometimes because I think it's just so good to talk about this stuff because it's like, if we don't talk about it, then the cultural voice is just so pervasive and you're not even trying to hear it. It's just, it's everywhere. And you can just be like, well, I guess I suck. No one needs a teacup. But guess what? When someone needs a teacup, a plate is not going to do. Yeah. And you've been given, like we have all, everything we've been through, every obstacle, every gift and talent, like there's nothing doesn't matter and it's all there waiting for the time to be used but we yeah. have to be not too busy with things that don't matter yeah and not trying to be things we're not yeah and
0: doing our best so we don't miss the opportunity so we don't to miss be the best yeah. teacup ever yeah yeah so it's be awesome. a good teacup yeah yeah so that's where we're at <laughs> now no, i want tea it's fine it's fine because i'm still stuck in it wanting it to be fall it's fine <laughs> Okay. So that's kind that's of That's where, where we've been. Yeah. That's a lot in twenty five episodes. That was a lot, yeah. We're we're kind of um
1: <laughs> we're like, wow, we've covered a lot. Now what do yeah. we do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um so what's coming up, we're we're super excited about this. So we've been thinking a lot about just the trajectory and it's been really cool. We felt um we're not I'm not trying to sound like super pious, but we I feel like our trajectory has been very spirit led like it's just sort of flowed in a natural way and so we were yeah. like, what's the next flow And to us we think that's contentment. yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about our contentment? yeah, so
0: we were thinking about, you know out of these balance episodes, what is so we've talked about stewardship, we've talked about balance, we've talked about grace, we've talked about integration of our our minds and our bodies and all of that and like what is another area that like it's hard to be countercultural in and, mm-hmm. and contentment is one of them. And, and we thought, well, we were talking about, when we talked about the body image stuff, we talked about aging. And so, you know, contentment and, and in, in aging, what does that look like as women to be content mm-hmm. in that? And then we talked about um, contentment in our relationships because the grass is always greener, right? Right. So, right. especially as the holidays are coming up and we have to start spending more time with our families of origin, like and it's hard to be in content in those places. Mm -hmm. We all have different struggles in those areas and in our friendship relationships and our marriages, like in all of these relationships that we have and there can a lot of lack of contentment can breed in those areas. Um and then we talked about um another really counter-cultural thing. It's just it's so hard in this day and age going back to media just to watch other people's lives unfold and start to feel discontent because they always get to go on X, Y, and Z holiday or they always are redecorating their, their bathrooms yeah, like so, their so finances how are- they're able how they're able to spend their money um in a different way than I'm able to spend my money and like finding the contentment in that. and that all all of this balance that we talk about boils down to, are we content with where God has us in our with our age, mm-hmm. with the money that He's given us or hasn't given us, with the relationships and the people he's put us around? Can we find contentment in those areas? So that's kind of where this series came from.
1: Yeah, and what it's not, like I feel, okay, so I think a lot of times when people do this, it's like you can go the guilt route and be like, well, you know, age is a gift. So, you know, it's not very like compassionate because like I think there can be a lack of compassion sometimes when we talk about contentment because we can just sound like brats, you know, like if we're talking about, I mean, we're the 1% in the world. So when we talk about not being content with our finances, there is a very real not compassionate response of like, well, you're the 1%. Like some people in Ethiopia don't eat. What are you complaining about? But it, I think it's important to remember that our God is culturally sensitive and he put us in the yeah. culture we're in. And it, yeah. it doesn't mean that just because we're not, it doesn't mean we shouldn't think of those things and be grateful and keep in mind all of the, the gifts that we have. But this also isn't going to be a series that just says, be more grateful. Yeah. Stop complaining. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we struggle with these things. Yeah. I called my mentor in tears two years ago because I saw crow's feet in my you know like the mirror in your car is the worst it's like the truth and I hate it and I had like pulled down my car mirror and I saw crow's feet and I was just crying and I called her and she was like well Rebecca think about it this is the best you're ever gonna look yeah (laughs) and I was like oh my god (laughs) so how do we accept that you know but not let it completely rule us yeah so that we're chasing down all of the fillers and and again if you do that that's cool yeah But we're going to talk about how to discern that because there isn't a right answer. There isn't like this is okay and this isn't okay to do. So we're going to talk about how can you discern it for yourself with God. So, And then um, when we're talking about the um, relationships too, again, like we're not saying stay in a crap relationship. We're not saying like... Well, that's where the
0: boundaries episode is going to come in with Sarah Collier that we're going to do later because as the holidays get closer, it's okay. So we're we need to be content in the relationships God's given us, but that also doesn't mean we just like play the doormat in our relationships, right? So what does that look like?
1: And same with finances. Like, yes, we do have a lot, but like the thing is, like, there's always going to be people who have less than you, and there's always going to be people who have more than you. So, like, what are you going to? So, what do we do with that information? And how do we use that to color our you know? So I'm so excited about those episodes. Yeah. Um, those are going to be really good. Yeah.
0: And then from there, we're gonna we decide we do some we do some fun stuff this holidays too. So we're gonna do some gift giving episodes. Um, funnily enough, right after our finances episode, but like how we can the the. But I think it fits in. Because I think it does too. And we're gonna talk about biblical gift giving because, and we're gonna talk about this more when we get to the holidays because this this is just my own personal pet peeve. I think sometimes. Um, Christians go into this whole, I'm not going to give any gifts. And that that is what God has called you to do. That is fine. If, if God has called you to have a Christmas where your kids don't get any gifts, you're going to give all your money away. I am, I am not here to tell you, you should not do that. Right. But I do think sometimes that this, this viewpoint is, well, that's the Christian thing to do. Right. No, that's what that family's thing is to do. Right. right. My family's thing may not be to do that. On the other side of that, like, why do we give gifts? Like, why are gifts important? And why did Jesus get, get gifts? Yeah, and why and gifts are used a lot in scripture? And why? And so, um, and I think, and it's it's one of the love languages. It's my love language. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's not my love language. I'm, <laughs> I'm really quite terrible at gift giving, so I'm going to learn a lot from these episodes. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's good as we approach the holidays to talk about those things.
1: Well, and just to remember, like. Cause, Again, like you just said, like, it's not about going to an extreme. It's like remembering what's, why are we doing this in the first place? You know, because Christmas has basically already started. It's August right now, and it's already started. So it's not September. Oh, it's September. (laughs) (laughs) She's already behind. (laughs) I'm already behind. We're in the R months. That's right. But like, yeah, I mean, I think that it, Ugh. I know. It's like, it's yeah. going to be hitting you from all sides, but yeah. the answer, again, is not to just completely, like, avoid Christmas. Yeah. There is a funny John Grisham book about that, I think. Skipping Christmas is what it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's um, a great book. So it's a what, great movie, too. So what we're going to do that I'm really excited <laughs> about, so we're going to talk to you about biblical gift-giving, then we're going to talk, um, I'm not, like, an expert gift-giver, but I'm pretty good at it, so I'm going to talk about just some things that I do to help me be a better gift-giver that are some that. ideas that people can do. And um, I can say from experience, she actually is a oh. randomly good gift-giver. <laughs> Buddy. I'm good I'm but see I have a hard time with Christmas too like I do good with like the spontaneous gifts that are like actually like little gifts of love but when it comes to like it's Christmas you need to go buy presents for people I kind of get like nervous oh, see, I'm the opposite right so we're going to yeah. kind of talk about working with both of those ways yeah. um and the what I'm really excited about though is we're doing a giveaway of gifts so we're yes. going to be giving away gifts and the whole idea is you can keep these gifts for yourself you can give them away to people. One of the things I'm going to talk about in our gift giving episode is how I like to have a stash in my house of really beautiful, nice, generic gifts. And some people are like, generic gifts are terrible. But you know what? If like, you know, your kids, teachers, sisters, whatever gave you a present and you're like, Oh, I left yours at home. You better have one ready to go that you can bring in the next day. Or you're going to (laughs) like your, your kids,
0: teachers, sister gave you a gift.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I
0: was like, wow. (laughs) But
1: every year this happens. Like you get a gift from someone and you're like, crap. And then you're panicking and going to Target. And that's even more obvious, right?
0: Yeah. Like everyone
1: knows the generic target gift, which I enjoy those. So give them to me if you want to, but I just, you know, so we're going to, um, have a really good giveaway, a lot of artisanal, beautiful gifts. And so be tuning in on our Instagram for that to win. You're going to have to work for it a little bit, but it's going to be good, but hopefully that'll lessen your gift giving stress. If you're the lucky winner, you'll just have some gifts ready to go. Yeah. And then, um, what I'm excited, we're going to take, oh, so then Thanksgiving, we're going to do, how, how long is this episode right now? Rebecca, are we talking too long? No, we're okay. Everybody's fine. Um, (laughs) if you're still listening leave a comment on, <laughs> on our it, instagram I that says, says pumpkin spice 48. latte <laughs> say pumpkin spice latte and we'll know you're listening um, but um yeah so then we're gonna um take advantage oh no we're gonna take advantage of me a little bit more and answer some thanksgiving yes. questions i don't know if you guys are familiar with the butterball hotline but we want to do something similar um some of you uh May know this, but I'm a professional chef, Um so I'm definitely not like Martha Stewart. But I I know some stuff She's about Martha Stewart. I'm, I know some stuff about how to time food and how to like cook Martha for Stewart people minus
0: the white collar crime minus
1: the crime. <laughs> 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 that you know about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I'm going to be answering Thanksgiving questions. If you have Thanksgiving questions, if you want to know, like, does it really matter if I buy my turkey or should I do this or like whatever your questions are, send them in. I don't care if they're dumb. If you think if you have a question, someone else has it, too. Um, there really are no dumb questions in cooking. Um, truly. So send them in. I'm going to be answering just some listener questions about Thanksgiving and then we're going to take a break. And then we are going to take full advantage of our theologian half of the podcast, Rebecca Pete. Oh, Lord. Because she is going to talk us through something that's always kind of confused me, which is our church calendar. Mm -hmm. So if you're like me, your experience is you're like, oh, it's Advent. I'm going to go buy that thing. And I'm going to give my kid a chocolate. And we're going to read this Advent devotional. But it doesn't really, you know, click. And then you get to Christmas and you're kind of like, huh, I feel like I missed it again. We're going to give you some background. Yeah. We're going to tell you what is Advent? Why do we celebrate Advent? Yeah, What does it mean? Yeah. What do the weeks mean? And Rebecca is obviously knows all these things, so I'm really excited to talk <laughs> about her. Um well, I know the people that know these things. It's fine. Well, yeah. she's she's a wealth of knowledge on this stuff truly. So she's gonna walk us through a couple episodes on just the church calendar, what Advent is. You know, Advent's the beginning of our church mm-hmm. calendar, so we're gonna learn a lot through that and hopefully mm-hmm. get you kind of in so then the our December episodes are really going to be getting you into Christmas and sort yes. of, like, more reflective. We do a lot of silly stuff. We do a lot of funny and everyday stuff, but this is going to be actually focusing more spiritually on being intentional. Um, and we hope to do that during Christmas because I feel like everywhere else you are, you're going to get the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, and and on on top of that, I think that even if you do have any experience with the church calendar, it's only with Advent. Um, and, yeah. um, and maybe Lent... But not really, but maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe just Christmas and Easter and then Advent. But like you said, it's, you know, it was only about certain things, but like, how does that fit in and why is it the beginning of the church calendar and how does it fit into the rest of the church calendar? And like, why has it always been such a meaningful time? Like December 25th hasn't always been a meaningful time in church history, but Advent has been. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like and how can we kind of return to that idea? Um, I love that. Yeah. I'm really
1: excited to learn from you because I feel like I don't know a lot about that
0: stuff. So (laughs) I'm pretty pumped. Um,
1: And then just the last, we'll take a break on Christmas. And then we're planned through the beginning of January. And that's another food episode where, I don't know about y'all, but I know I have to eat black-eyed peas and cornbread and greens on on New Year's Day. And I just don't really like it. And I eat it.
0: Really, like, I like all. I love all of them. I mean,
1: things. I like. I don't like being told what to do. Okay, you know, so. it's my four. So I'm just like, okay, fine, I'll eat it. So I have an expert coming on to tell us about the history of these things because I know every year it's people are like, I think the black IPs are coins. I think the greens are money. I don't know, and like we're gonna have somebody actually break down. That's just gonna be a quick mini episode, but we're gonna break down why we eat this stuff, what does it mean? And I'm going to try to come up with a couple fun ways to eat it so that you're not just like stewing your collard greens. You do you. If you want to do that, that's great. I made a black I made a black eyed pea dip last year. And it was so good. I know. I was kind of thinking like a hum, yes. play hummus or something. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I might write a couple recipes for that. Awesome, and post them up. Anyway, that'll get us through. Again, if you're listening, pumpkin spice latte. Now, if you're listening at this point, write pumpkin spice latte with an extra shot. How about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks
0: for reflecting with us. Yeah, um, and I I I hate doing this. This is where my my, I don't want people to stop listening because we do this thing, thing comes in. But I just, I, I don't think, I, I think a lot of people don't even know that, even people that are close to us, that we have a podcast um, and how podcasts get out there. I mean, it's social media, but with all the algorithms with Instagram and Facebook, like it still doesn't get out there. And the yeah. only way that our podcast gets out there is, um, is through word of mouth yeah. and through reviews. And so I just want just to just remind everybody that how important that is. And if you've listened to minute number 52 in this episode, you obviously like us. Yes. So if you like <laughs> us and are excited about what's coming up and what we've done in the past, um, I um, hope that you would go over and just get us give us a review, a, yeah. a heartfelt review. And for some reason, iTunes just really cares about that. And that's how you get pushed up in the search. Yeah, and, so um, it's not even just like we're not fluffing our feathers. It's actually yes. like we get our... Yeah, the, the more reviews you have, whether good or bad, the more right. you have, the more you get pushed up in the search. So when people are looking for podcasts, we would get moved up and people could find out about us. So um, we would be super pumped. And that's going to be part of our giveaway, the work you have to do for the giveaway. Yeah, you're
1: going to have to leave a review. But um, if you go ahead and leave a review now, it'll count towards yeah. it. So go Correct. ahead and do that. And that would be a big gift to us. Yes, it would. If you did. Thinking so. of gifts. And tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Yeah, I think that's like, I mean, I don't believe podcasts until people text them to me and say,
0: listen to this. It's really good. It reminded me of you. So pretty much every podcast I've ever listened to is because somebody else told me about
1: it. Right. And I mean, again, we know we're not for everyone. Like, so just the people you actually think would, you know, benefit. So Ah. you like pumpkin spice lattes and (laughs) um, (laughs) anyway. okay thanks for listening. Yes. Um, Have a wonderful week and we will be back uh, next week talking contentment with aging. Sounds so good. wish us luck. Woohoo. Okay. okay bye. Bye.